0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host Adam Danker. Happy Friday, everybody! We're a day away from Halloween. I hope everybody uh, is got their costumes picked out. If you're able to go trick or treat and go ahead, uh, just be safe about it, of course. Um, and we're gonna kind of get into the Halloween uh, spirit, sort of, kind of here on today's show. We'll be discussing, uh, in the spirit of Halloween, we'll be discussing some of the scariest things that. Uh, We could see from the Lightning this year. And when I say scary, I mean more so the bad things. Um, And that obviously has to tie in with their, I guess, almost lack thereof any moves that have occurred during this offseason. We'll get into that. Uh, But first, some announcements. We'll be discussing uh, the recent signings of, well, re-signings actually, of Patrick Maroon and Luke Shen. Um, and we'll get into all of that, but first go ahead, like, and subscribe to this podcast. And this podcast is available wherever podcasts are available. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at LO underscore lightning, as well as go to our Instagram page at LO underscore lightning. Uh, actually it's locked on underscore lightning. So go ahead and go over to that. Uh, we, we are slowly but surely adding content to that as well, especially on days in which we're dropping episodes. So go ahead and follow us once again on Instagram, our new Instagram page at LockedOn underscore Lightning. So let's just talk about, I mean, basically all our topics today, both our topics uh, really kind of have to do with each other in, uh, pretty much. So the Lightning, it was no surprise here. It was, you know, and I, in my mind, I thought it was kind of a done deal. I, I didn't realize that they they didn't actually sign the contracts, but the Lightning uh are are re-signed actually have officially re-signed and brought back Patrick Maroon and Luke Shen. Now, Patrick Maroon agreed to a two-year deal worth an AAV of nine hundred grand. And Luke Shen signs a one-year deal worth $800,000. So that's basically kind of keeping that sandpaper in which the Lightning desperately needed on their team. I mean, we we have stated here throughout the playoffs as well as, I mean, even during the season in how important that was to this team and to their overall success. Now, um, they have missed some, some parts, which is frustrating um you know they lost zach bogosian which in my mind i don't believe is a very uh it wasn't exactly a a hard deal to get done but from what i understand surrounding the whole uh zach bogosian going to toronto thing it seems like that he had his heart set uh on going there from the get-go and it looked like um that there were some reports coming out that he was getting more money than what he got in Toronto. He was getting offered more money from other teams and he declined and this guy decided to go up to uh, the great white North. So I assume I know he's from upstate New York. So I assume he probably maybe grew up a Leafs fan if anything. And that's why he decided to maybe give them a little bit of a hometown discount. So, I mean, you know what? He got paid. Uh, I don't know how willing the lightning were really, uh, as terms is how much they were willing to really give him, I would assume they probably would have given him around, a, probably a mil. Um, so I mean, it is what it is. But uh, the Lightning do need to find a replacement for him. I spoke about it on yesterday's episode how they they don't really have that many defensemen, um, and they still they're still in the midst of pro- trying to get a deal done for Mikhail Sergachev. So. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be a long, frustrating off season for this team. And as for Lightning fans, like I said, as it stands right now, uh, the Lightning have Chernak, Coburn, Hedman, McDonough, Shen, and Shurgachev. Uh, Shurgachev is... They're, they're definitely going to have to pay him long term. Um, and then that would involve probably trying to shred shed actually some of that that money uh, off the the Tyler Johnson contracts or maybe even as uh, unfortunately uh, Alex Killorn or even Yanni Gord Um, if I you know we haven't really spoken about it that much we haven't I mean I've I've mentioned it here and there and, and all that but really if I had to pick between those three players because those really are the three players that are really uh to put it lightly, uh, are sort of on the chopping block in terms of they might get dealt. Um, I wouldn't have an issue, really, in the long term if Tyler Johnson and um uh, were dealt, but I would prefer to get rid of Kalorn. I mean, um, I would prefer to, to keep Kalorn on this team. Uh, I thought he had a great season um, and he he really was coming into his own during the season. And I really think that it wasn't just a fluke. You know, some people might have looked at Alex Kaloran's stats because of, you know, he his offensive production might have taken a little bit of an uptick just because of not having Steven Stamkos around and kind of having a little bit more of the offensive responsibility there now. He has this season... In only 68 games played, he set uh, career highs for for points and as well as goals. So that you know, it was really. I would love. I do. I really think he's going to score 26 goals again next season. Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, we don't. We don't know if Steven Stamkos. Now, it, it, it was revealed after the the Stanley Cup parade, uh, the championship parade, that uh, Stamkos in that one game in which he came back and, you know, scored that memorable goal that we all know. Um, it seemed like on that actual play that he re-injured himself or maybe further injured any lingering injury. Um, he did have, as, as we all remember, uh, Stamkos left, it was out during the season and looked like he was going to be out towards the Eastern Conference Finals because of a core injury. Now, um, that was surgically repaired, came back. And on that play in which he scored the goal, uh, from what I've read and what I've heard, he injured not only his his core, but he also injured his groin on that play. Um, and that's just not a good situation. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the timetable is for Stammer coming back. Um, so that's why I bring up Alex Cloran. I think that Stammer kind of... Having time off is not the worst thing because of what we saw out of Alex Kalorn. But in terms of you know how is that gonna sort of affect the rest of the team? um, It's gonna be difficult because you're really gonna have your two top guys that you're gonna have to rely on. Now going back to last season, um, it was Kucherov and Kalorn, and then obviously we saw Braden Point kind of turn it on in the regular season. And yeah, um, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. But really, I I'm not really worried about the the goal scoring. Uh, these you know this is a goal scoring team from top to bottom. I'm not worried about that because you have the Kucherovs. You, you're gonna have a fully healthy Braden Point, Victor Hedman. He's not gonna score a, a crap ton of goals, but he's still gonna go out there and uh contribute. And facilitate the puck around, as well as Anthony Sorelli and Andre Pallott. Um So I'm not really worried about Steven Stamkos being out for that long. But what I'm really worried about going forward, um, and this is super important for the the off season and and how that you know really what's going to happen is that they need to really figure out the whole defenseman situation. Because it, it's gonna be, it it's not something you really want to play around with. Um, and this team has struggled enough uh, before the contributions and the the um, the the arrivals of the Blake Coleman's as well as the you know uh, Zach Bogosian and, and Barkley Goodrow. So um, it's gonna be interesting, and we can't rely. This team can't expect to rely on. Solely on Victor Hedman alongside Braden Coburn and Ryan McDonough, it's going to have to take more contributions uh, from the defensive side than than that. So, um, tons of question marks, um, and the fact that the Lightning don't seem to be in any rush to do anything to really address this situation is kind of concerning. So, um, obviously, we'll we'll keep an eye on all that going forward as news breaks so i'm going to talk about and that kind of ties in with the the next segment coming up in the show and that's going to be kind of some of the more uh that's kind of expand on what i just said and that's the halloween themed slash scariest things that the lightning could possibly happen to the lightning uh in this off season as well as uh during this upcoming regular season uh and i'll get into that in just a little bit but first, let's take care of some business and talk about today's sponsor, and that is Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. The improved Bilt Bar is even delicious. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six new ones dropping. You got caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. Uh, Bilt Bar is great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. Uh, my favorite flavor, uh, I, haven't, I haven't really gotten a chance to try any of the new ones yet, but my favorite flavor uh, when Bilt Bar was so kind to send us a, uh, some, some samples was the toffee almond. So go ahead and check those out. So go ahead to builtbar.com right now. Use promo code LOCKDOWN. You get 20% twenty. 20 off your next order use promo code Lockdown for 20 percent off your next order at builtbar.com so let's get into the nitty-gritty little halloween theme segment here and that is of course the like i just previously mentioned is the scariest things that the lightning could deal with during this upcoming off well this off season that we're in right now as well as this upcoming season and so Let's just jump into it. I already spoke about on previous episodes about how, for me personally, and I want to hear from some of you as well, as, to how, how are we feeling about this offseason thus far? Personally, I think that, um, yeah, the lightning got screwed on the whole salary cap situation. I mean, that was something that I don't, nobody could have predicted. I mean, a worldwide pandemic isn't exactly something you mark on your calendar going into a year. So that was obviously something that kind of uh, messed up all the plans that the Lightning sort of had. And uh, I, spoke in, I spoke, I think like it was probably a couple of shows after the Lightning did win the Cup, was that one of the more difficult things in any sport, not just the sport of hockey, but is to try and be just as successful as you were when you won a championship. I mean, just just really just take a moment to really think... Uh, for all my listeners out there that are listening to this right now, is how difficult it is to really be competitive and play at that level um, Just and just really put the parts and the the tools and the pieces together of a team on a yearly basis to make that team uh, not only competitive, but uh, maybe just as successful, if not more, uh, than the previous season. And so... The Lightning with them reaching the the top of the mountain of the hockey, the NHL world, uh, it is it's gonna be difficult. I think that really if we're looking forward to this season, um right now the if I had to guess, um, or just, you know, my first prediction, um or just maybe a little word of warning to the fans. I I would I would say don't set your expectations too high for this Lightning team. Now, as for the scary things, um, you know, I guess one of the scary things right off the bat that is sort of a given with everything that's really unknown about the future with the start of the season and then how things are going to work during the regular season is it the players' health. Um, you know, these guys aren't really haven't been able to really have normal workouts as we've seen in years past um, really do their own thing and with that tentative date that they have uh, the NHL for their season opener being New Year's Day which like I said it's really not I don't know how realistic or logical that 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 date would be right now at this moment in time Um, we're we're about to hit November and a we haven't really heard anything in terms of a plan I know there's there has been rumors and rumblings around the internet that there has been the NHL has three plans uh that they have written and it's more so a matter of picking the right one. So we'll we'll just have to sit wait like we did all through uh the really the height of covid to see what the NHL does. Um they did very well obviously with this whole bubble uh, up in you know, with, with in Canada. But the issue is you're going to have a lot more teams now. Um, so I don't know how they're really going to balance that out. But anyway, so the scariest things that could happen for the Lightning really are uh, just the player getting hurt or getting COVID at the wrong time. Uh, possibly, you know, the Lightning uh, or even any team, not even just the Lightning, but any NHL player getting COVID. Um, and these guys, from what it seems like, for any of these guys that have really gotten COVID, it seems for the most part that they have maybe mild uh, to little, no symptoms when when they do test positive for it. So that is the good thing uh, that, you know, majority of these players uh, do, are, are not exactly really at risk for anything potentially serious uh, complications that arise from being tested positive for COVID. But just to you know, move on because obviously everyone, including yours, truly is really just tired of this whole coronavirus situation. Is you know that kind of ties in also with back to what I just said a couple of minutes ago with you know the whole training aspect of this. Now, this had really nothing to do with Steven Stamkos when he suffered that injury going into into camp. Well, then again, we don't know the exact nature of what happened or how he did. Uh, re-injure himself um, from what I could just only speculate. I would have to imagine maybe it was just a matter of him just maybe doing too much too soon. Uh, Obviously, with his pre-existing injuries, that probably was the more likely uh, reason as to why uh, he wasn't able to really play at all during this whole playoffs. So, you know, a, a player, especially a very important player to this team, Uh, Getting hurt, and not only getting hurt, but possibly injuring themselves for a very long, significant amount of time is definitely a scary thing. Um, The last thing I think any Lightning fan wants, especially now, right now at this moment, if we're going to really go into this season with this roster that we have in front of us, um, injuries are going to be, you know, keeping this team healthy is going to be, I would say, much more important. Than in years past, especially with the possibility—well, uh, more likely a probability—of playing in a bubble, um, it's going to be very difficult. Especially with the spare players or the the reserve players that you would have waiting in the wings to get their number called in case of an injury, um, it's just going to be it's going to be very important for this team to really. Do it. Be diligent about how they approach things, whether it's practicing, working out. Um, obviously, you don't want to hold these guys too back to where they're, you know, unprepared going into games. But um, to the the possibility of losing a guy like Nikita Kucherov or Braden Point, or I mean, even Steven Stamkos, of course, but even like a Vasileski, um, you know, that's that's something that really worries me because you know, especially a guy like Vasilevsky. Um, you know, no, no disrespect to any of the Lightning goaltenders that are sort of, I guess, waiting in the wings for their, you know, to get some time in net, especially Curtis McElhinney, most notably. But <clears throat> I would just think that I, that's if, if we would ever be presented with a situation in which Vasilevsky uh, would be down for a significant amount of time, Uh, especially if if I was being a little bit negative before about where the Lightning would possibly stand um, going into this season with the roster they have if they were to be missing 88 in that um, I think that it would be very difficult to really be positive in terms of uh, seeing this team finish at least maybe, I would probably say, the 5 or 6 range above that uh, in the Eastern Conference. So, you know, obviously that's something that this I'm sure Coach Cooper and his training staff and the coaching staff as well are really going to keep in mind going into the season. But, yeah, um, it's just it's going to be very interesting to see how things shape out. We could only speculate here. Now, obviously, one of the other scary things going into this possible season is just how things are going to work out. How is the schedule going to work out? Um, And that could potentially affect the Lightning because, you know, they could be potentially stuck in a division where it's relatively tough for them to make the playoffs. Um, You know, we're talking about, you know, one of the ideas I saw being thrown around was a Canadian conference and then just with a strictly Eastern conference, uh, Eastern division, uh, a central division and and a strictly Western division now. With the amount of East Coast teams, um, think about it. You know, you have the Washington Capitals, the Penguins, the uh, Boston Bruins, the Carolina Hurricanes, the New York Rangers, the New York Islanders. Uh, teams like that, especially teams on the up and up like the Hurricanes and the Rangers, it's going to be very difficult. Uh, the Lightning are going to have to be almost perfect at certain times to really... Uh, keep their place or at least be in a good uh, sort of position to either have a good seat in the playoffs or even make the playoffs. Uh, it's one of those things where we usually see it in Major League Baseball, the NFL where a team with a very good record might not make the playoffs just because of the the other teams in the division are just that significantly better or the just the division in general is just ultra competitive so yeah it's going to be interesting and obviously we'll talk about that as the 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 plan for for this upcoming season really comes uh to you know more clear um, but really right now and I'm not too worried about the regular season just yet um, because right now we're in the off season, and that's going to be the really really important thing and the really important thing right now is just clearing cap space really getting the roster together in a way where this team uh we you know just as fans and just as an organization this this franchise knows what it's going to look like going into the season so yeah um you know just looking at the roster it's not anything good and the weird thing is is that they haven't really updated the roster in terms of if you go to for example on the roster page on lightning.com if you go you know they have Connor Verhage still here who uh, is now with the Florida Panthers uh, and they also have Zach Bogosian um, who is now of course with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So it's very strange how uh, this looks right now. I guess the people who are really the powers that be that are in charge of doing this uh, are maybe on vacation. Um, but yeah, it, it it kind of is frustrating if you're really trying to get a sense of who is left on this team, but have no fear. I'm here to help you guys out, of course. But yes, yeah, so if you look, the best way to look at it is I like to go on dailyfaceoff.com. That's a great website to really get a sense. You know they really are good with with really updating things. Uh, right now, as I say that, they're you know they haven't really updated anything with this, but um, you know just just to look at the kind of the 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 projected line combinations for this upcoming season. So right now, um, as it stands, you got Palat, Point, and Kucherov on the first line. And then you got Killorn, Sorelli, and Stammer on the second. Goodrow, Gord, and Coleman on the third. And then you round it out with Maroon, Parquette, and Johnson. And then the defensive defensive pairings are Hedman, Chernak, Shrigatev, McDonough, Coburn, and Shen. Um, And then obviously Vasilevsky and Nett. Now the scary thing about all this, and I can't emphasize it enough, is like I said the the lightning they you know I, I stated this on the the post draft show but the scary thing about this is that the lightning and like I said earlier the lightning don't really seem to be in any kind of rush to kind of solve or kind of fix this this situation that they have on them uh, on their team so really in my opinion the longer they wait, the worse or more difficult it's going to be. And then they're going to back themselves into a corner where eventually, um, they're going to make a deal that they're really not going to really get any return, if at all, um, for, for a player. Now, I thought that they should have traded Tyler Johnson and the best chance to kind of relieve some cap space as well as maybe get a draft pick. Cause they did not have a first round draft pick was the NHL draft, but, um, you know i'm not too broken up about you know their draft picks i, I think that they did very they did well with the pieces and the and the picks they had in the certain positions that they had so i'm not too upset about it but i i really don't think the lightning and i'm sure lightning fans feel the same way as too the lightning are really putting themselves in a situation in which they might get back into a corner and be forced to trade yanni gord and that's the last guy you you want to trade so I, I don't know. like Tyler putting Tyler Johnson on waivers and him not passing waiver, him going through waivers, and then obviously the potential of him starting the season in Syracuse, which I don't think is gonna happen. I think you know, they'll bring him up. I, I mean he's he's still talented enough to play at the NHL le- level to where it would just be a waste and detrimental to his trade value if they were to just kind of banish him to Syracuse. Uh, just because he didn't want to get traded to X, you know, amount of teams, but they definitely gotta be on him and be like, hey, listen, you know, this is a business. Unfortunately, right now you're the odd man out. Uh, we'll we'll trade you. We'll try to get you to a place where you want to be, where you could win. Um, and yeah, that's that. So, uh, and I really, you know, I really like I said before, I really don't want them to trade Alex Collar, but if they have to, they gotta and you know, unfortunately I, I just think, and this kind of brings me back to my little, uh, you know, rant I had on the past couple of shows. Uh, I think I stated more a couple of weeks ago, how ridiculous, how many no trade clauses some of these players have on this team. I really think that maybe the players union eventually, or it it should become a thing where like in the NFL, you could only have a certain amount of, um, franchise tags, I think that it should be the case for uh, NHL teams to have maybe five players with no trade clauses per team um, you know, especially in this type of situation or even if that doesn't become an actual I guess rule, um, I think that in the future, especially with a lot of teams kind of trying to work around the cap, not really, moving for the next two seasons i really think that um we're gonna see a lot of teams really not giving out that option in future contracts uh, as we go along so just to wrap up today's show yeah i hope everybody has a great and safe halloween um and i'll be back next week we'll be discussing uh a lot of things as well as you know just regularly the the things that are going on in lightning land as well as the nhl um I'm sure some of you already heard that uh Mitchell Miller, the the controversial draft pick from the Arizona Coyotes, his contract what well, I guess they terminate, well they terminated the rights to him. Um Arizona separating themselves from Mitchell Miller as well as uh the I believe the president of the University of North Dakota saying that he was not going to allow him to play or I believe even be a student there. Um so, unfortunately, yeah. I mean, on one hand, it's a very difficult situation. You know, I, I like I stayed on yesterday's show, and I also stayed on the national show, and if you haven't listened to that, uh, the usual Thursday spot me and Locked on Avalanche uh, host Chris Massilli have together, um, go ahead and listen to that. We spoke about, you know, I, I, I really came out and said, you know, I'm a firm believer in giving second chances. I mean, the kid, was, he was 14 when this happened, um, and and I'm sure a lot of you listening to this right now could agree that, you know, when you were 14, you were an idiot, okay? And you made a lot of stupid mistakes. And granted, we did not make mistakes like this, but I really feel that that kind of is more so reflective on the kind of people that were there or, as a matter of fact, absent in his life uh, to really kind of guide him through that. So, you know, that's... It, it, it's very it's a difficult situation, and unfortunately, it's something that he's still kind of paying for, but uh, maybe you know he he kind of shows instead of just saying it shows that he has changed and he has remorseful for it because releasing a letter to to all the teams as well as really you know just saying that you're sorry, you're sorry, but I mean, there's really nothing behind it. I mean you kind of unfortunately, In this day and age, um, saying you're sorry and words aren't as meaningful as actions. I mean, that's how it should be. But yeah, so maybe this could turn into a story of redemption where he goes play overseas, lights it up over there, and then gets the NHL contract. And maybe we'll have, we'll be talking about him in a couple of years about how he kind of got his life back together. Um, So yeah. uh, And as for next week, I believe next week we'll be starting Uh, are going back to our three shows a a week model, the one that we did. uh, That's how we did it during uh, the height of COVID when the season was postponed. So, uh, of course, go ahead to our Twitter page, of course, and follow to, to be up to date on all the news surrounding the show, as well as any changes in the schedule going forward. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.